You're listening to DraftKings Network. And before we get to the show, we just want to tell you that support for today's Cooligans is brought to you by Manscaped. That's which, right. if you don't know, that's the below. It's the best below the waist grooming, dude. Uh, correct. <laughs> yes, I'm very much aware. I've, I've been a, man, a Manscaped customer uh, for probably about like a, a year now. Which is good because I think people who've met you and seen how young your face looks assume you don't grow hair down there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this is I'm I'm here to uh, you know to like tell this is a really a message to the doubters. Okay, this isn't a manscaped ad. This is <laughs> no, a, no, no. letting you know I grow hair down there. Okay, if anybody was interested, and also stop sending me those messages for those requests. Okay, <laughs> right? We're not starting a weird OnlyFans. Okay, uh, I certainly do. I'm a very hairy person. Uh, uh, and let me tell you something. I'm I'm really happy about this because I have uh, hurt myself pretty bad in the past mm. uh, trying to get rid of the hair down there, which I wouldn't even do if it wasn't for my wife saying, "Yo, could you do something about this?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you, that's how your wife talks. She's like, "Yo, look, fam, I'm gonna need you <laughs> to kind of like trim the hedges a little bit, all right? Because it's becoming right. a problem." Right when you go to the bathroom, it looks like you be shaving a teddy bear. So I need you to do something about that. Long hair don't care. You should care, my G. Uh, but I have. I've used like I kept an old beard trimmer, you know, mm. and that's what I was using. Uh, but it, it nicked me. It nicked me real bad. I screamed, and I didn't know what to put on it, so I put uh, rubbing alcohol on it. That was a horrific mistake. Wow. Uh, I, I, this feels like uh, a kink more than anything. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Everything you're doing seems to be uh, the be- the wrong decision, okay? I've never I've never pleasured myself better. No, <laughs> it was horrific. But that's what I use. When I used to shave my face, I used to use rubbing alcohol. Or when I like when I really buzz the beard, the hair on my neck or whatever, I'll use rubbing alcohol because it really closes up your pores. So I was like, well, I'll just use this. This is my aftershave. Let's just say it was a calamity. There was a lot of screaming. The neighbors called the cops. Yeah. It was a lot going on. But that doesn't happen anymore because now I got this Manscaped, which has this really cool sort of uh, guard here that stops, you know, your, your skin from falling in. And it's got a light. That's so now right. you can see what's going on down That's there. Right. This is, so this is a lawnmower uh, 3.0, and it's uh, it, it, the 3.0 baby. Okay, it, it is really great, and it's uh, yeah. Usually we're not, uh, you know, on this show we don't just you know talk about uh, testicles and balls and uh, whatever else you want to. You call know them. we do, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's not the focus. Uh, but this that's is, a good point. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, you know we're dedicating time to make sure that uh, our listeners, uh, you know, dudes who want to take care of themselves down there. Uh, or ladies or right la- you yeah, wanna they- you wanna shave your you know <laughs> or you wanna buzz it down okay, you know yeah yeah but i i never knew alexis could reach that pitch uh yeah, that, yeah. That was only high. when i'm talking about that uh <laughs> so, but hey you know it's covid maybe you don't want to go to the uh salon or where where do where do the ladies <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah look this is why we need manscaped because uh, most men have no idea what goes on down there <laughs> we they don't know how other people do it they don't know how what, what we're supposed to do uh, but pick up go, go to manscape.com uh, and 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 pick up the, the lawnmower right so if you if you use the uh, promo code gully21 uh, you will receive twenty uh, percent off and free shipping uh, and I again I highly recommend it with the lawnmower in itself you can use it in the shower it has a, a yeah like it's waterproof. Alexa- it's waterproof. You can use it. It has a great LED light for, like, for precision, you know? Because even right. if you are in a well-lit room, there's certain areas that you can't really see, okay? Right. That, that, Unless you got weird lights on the floor of your <laughs> bath- bathroom, and, if, and then you a freak, and you need this joint. You know what I mean? Okay. You need so to be clean down there. You're quite, you're quite prepared. Uh, I, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, no, it is, uh, it's a great product. Uh, Manscaped also has a, a bunch of different, uh, you know, pack. you can get, like, a, a care package that has, like, you get underwear t-shirts you can get a uh, ball what is this a ball deodorant deodorant okay did you know that you ladies can... buy this for your mans is <laughs> okay. you know? did you know that your balls shouldn't smell yeah i didn't know that don't put it under in your armpits okay no. it goes in a different spot okay? i actually thought the smell was the appeal turns out <laughs> it is not <laughs> no 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 uh, the whole pheromone thing is uh been, been debunked okay so yeah. ignore it uh but go go to manscape.com uh and and make sure to use the promo code gully 21 uh for 20 percent off and free shipping uh it's a, it's a great, great product, uh, uh, and, and thank you, Manscaped, for supporting today's show. Yeah, and also, hey, you know, use it on your ass. Come on. 
<laughs> okay, that's uh, that's how we end it. <laughs> Tonight on the Cool Against, we are trying to figure out what is going on with Edison Cavani and the Uruguayan Players Association and Manchester United because there's a lot of miscommunication. So we try to break it all down. We also talk about what's going on in La Liga with Messi, with Koeman, and if they're going to be able to actually win La Liga this year. That's right. Plus, we talk to Ian Joy, who does so many things. We don't have enough time to cover it all. He works for Yes. He does the NYCFC uh, game calling, and he also works for CBS covering Champions League. That and more today on the Cooligans. What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with the Cooligans today. Keep following. Keep listening. Keep watching. See you guys soon. Yeah, baby! Yes! Yes! Come on! Yes! Okay, <laughs> I'm, I feel like I should be in a mosh pit right now. Right? Especially with that hair, yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like how your hair is just, it, it all seems to want to go up, even the sides. <laughs> what, do you sleep upside down? What are you, a bat? <laughs> okay, they call me Chrissy COVID, all right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't have no Polanco soup. <laughs> we gotta lock it down again. <laughs> What's good, everybody? Uh, hi, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right, uh, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever existed. That's right. It's also the gulliest soccer show that's yes. ever existed. Okay, All right. And I can confirm, I am not a bat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he wants you to believe, folks. <laughs> okay, this uh this show is not called Fake News FC, all right? <laughs> uh but no, we are the Cooligans. We're excited to be here. Uh we have a, a, an incredible show today. Uh, this is definitely a hot one. We're going to be joined by Ian Joy. Uh you've seen him on Yes Network calling NYCFC matches. You've seen him on CBS. Yeah. Uh you know, uh, analyzing uh Champions League uh, and Europa League. Uh, uh, you've seen him on Yes Network talking about the Yankees. Okay, Dude, the man. he's everywhere. Okay, <laughs> and we uh, we talked to him about his uh, his incredible playing career, playing for a different MLS clubs like RSL, the Timbers, uh, and, and playing in Bundesliga for FC Sao Paulo. So uh, a lot to discuss with the man. Uh, first off, today let you know what. Let's start with uh, let's start in England. Let's start in Manchester because this is uh, a, a story right up our alley when it comes to uh you know uh, when it the 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 things that uh, being lost in translation when it comes to uh spanish right yeah (laughs) or also sometimes just uh, being misunderstood you know which is really my my hat to wear you know that is my cross to bear in this world okay let's let's do a a a little uh you know crisis management for uh edison cavani okay okay uh and look we know this is a sensitive subject but let's start with I'm half Uruguayan and my grandmother black. Okay. And this is also just a part of Caribbean Latin culture. Yes. This right? is, I, I grew up with this uh, as well. So if, if people do not know, Edison Cavani, obviously for a uh, striker for Manchester United, uh, banned three matches, uh, fined a uh, hundred thousand pounds, pounds, I believe. Yeah. Uh, a lot of money. Okay. Right? Uh, be, because on uh he was complimented on instagram by a another friend. player yeah another player another professional player posted his yeah. photo and i guess congratulated him for either a goal or getting in the the first game something to yeah. do with manchester united it was a photo of him from yeah. manchester united so he shared that in his story and said essentially thanks dude <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> essentially yes yeah. but what he wrote literally was gracias negrito yeah. which is which in english a literal translation is just translating to thank you little black guy or little or, black or man. young or young black or, person yeah 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 so uh the fa they saw this and they were like you we gotta we gotta ban you. Like, Look, if the th- word has N, G, and R, the FA's like, we ain't playing with it. All right? <laughs> We're okay. <You're> banned. <laughs> so look, um, this has been an issue that uh, now, uh, you know, Cavani, he, he was outright. He was just like, I didn't mean anything by this. This is something that we say in my, in my country. Uh, I'm, this is my friend that I'm talking to. There's no racist anything to it there's no racial it's hard to explain 
There, there's not, there's not even, it doesn't even have an origin in race. Like there's nothing about it. Latin America is made up of so many different types of people that, you know, it's no different than saying, thank you, tall guy, or, you know, saying that someone who's darker skin has, doesn't have the, the, the connotation to it that it does in England. Now I kind of understand where the English FA is like, we can't even let a loophole and, and, and they shouldn't. And I understand him getting punished. I understand all that. I do have some issue with them saying it was racist language. It's interpreted as racist language, yeah. but give the guy a little respect. He certainly didn't mean it. The other players like, Hey, Whoa, fam. Yeah. You know, cause I even saw on, on Twitter, which is where you're going to find this. Uh, people are like, yo, he used the N word. It's like, that doesn't you can't say that for all n-words yeah you know yeah every I mean? every yeah. word is that starts with an n is not the n-word yeah yeah, yeah. my <laughs> friend's name is nancy she's a very nice person <laughs> i would never say her first name is the n-word you know what i mean and in Correct. this situation i could understand the confusion and i do believe because of the way it's translated in, in in english culture that is punishment you know you should be punished for it yeah there's a rule basically the rule is in the book saying that if any player uses any racist language or, or makes any kind of racial statement or makes uh, a, that, makes a says something in with regard to someone's color race or religion or something that yeah you get in trouble which this fits that rule this yeah it, it by, by as as it is written uh you understand why like a, especially a three match ban seems so severe right. and this five four what the actual you know quote unquote crime is right it's There's just players like, that have hailed hitler after a goal <laughs> one match ban <laughs> yeah see, see my, my my problem here is that the the yeah, it's it's definitely too harsh a penalty with without understanding the nuance of like what he meant and the context. The context is basically erased, and it's like you can't do it under any any circumstance, any reason. Well, the thing is, is that they're saying, "Well, your culture is racist," and it's like you you you're disparaging an entire well, an entire well, Latin American culture when you. Well, do yeah, that. and 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 I'm not necessarily saying you know, like I didn't interpret it as they're saying your culture is racist, but though as a rule is written, it's like if you behave in a way that seems racist to us, then therefore it is racist, right? right? I mean, so that that's why you uh, you understand the penalty. The issue I sort of have with like uh, uh, the the your Uruguayan FA uh, or the Players Association, uh, like you see, you've seen. Uh, uh, several Uruguayan players mentioned this, and they and they have retweeted the the statement and posted the statement. And the it, it's a it, little it, the tone is off. Yeah, it's like lot. it's perfectly fine to defend Cavani without also accusing the FA of actually being racist towards Uruguayan people. Is there something more Latin though? <laughs> Is there? Like, dude, you hit me. I Your car hit me by being in the way of my car. What are you talking about? You can't sue me because I sue you. You know? It is not the right approach. And, and, and it's kind of taking away from the 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 nuance that that of the origin of like what Cavani was trying to do and trying to say. It's now, hard to explain. Imagine I just said, what up, homie? And someone heard that in a different country was like, that's a that's a gay slur and you're like no yeah. it's not i get yeah. that it sounds like it to you but it's homie homeboy right it's not a it, it's the same thing it's being dragged over to this other thing that it's not supposed to be yeah. you know what i mean and the uruguayan fa ain't helping <laughs> or the players association ain't <laughs> helping did, at all did not need this statement whatsoever look <laughs> I, I it's great that they want to support uh cavani i'm i'm hoping they look uh, at this ban and maybe make at least make it two games or something like it, it seems a, a, a bit aggressive um but this is by calling the fa racist you're not really gonna get them to start listening right 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 exactly <laughs> yeah this ain't the way to go about it uh and don't forget we have an amazing guest coming up ian joy who works for everybody um <laughs> trust me uh you put on soccer he's either you can hear his voice or he's like stringing uh you know mic cords together doing something back there uh let's talk a little bit of la liga because for a while there it looked like barca was gonna be an absolute TV novela Okay, right? and uh, right now it's not. You know, yeah, they're actually they, they, they're doing they're, pretty good. They're improving. Uh, yes, what is it? A six-game uh, unbeaten streak so far. Uh, as uh, as They've as when we climbed up to fifth, so Barca in Europa, baby. Okay, what they are? I think they're about ten points uh, out of uh, of first. Uh, yeah, they got Atletico. twenty-eight, and I think Madrid has uh, thirty-eight. So yeah, yeah so a, a couple notable things, right? Uh, Lionel Messi. Uh, fifth hundred game, five hundred games for uh for Barcelona, which is incredible. I mean, he he was 
playing clearly as a fetus. Uh, he's been yeah. there for a long time. Uh, and Let's cut uh, to his reaction. He's like, it's too many games. I should have <laughs> left when I could. <laughs> it's crazy that, that he's uh, played so much, played so well. I've been, you know... The, the greatest player on the planet and yeah. really it doesn't really deal with that much injury i don't know exactly why he does to take care of himself uh but he, he keep doing it because yeah well i mean not only is he physically in amazing shape but also let's not forget because he does get kicked a lot so you do expect qu- quite a bit yeah yeah that's the only way to stop him is to like you know g- g- like catapult yourself into him you know what i mean a couple of hip checks you know yeah dude i mean if my, that would be my move is called the hug you know you can't get out of it you know what i mean okay, well you want the, me to play soccer the, against this guy the only way to stop Lionel messi is with affection yeah, everybody knows well, that apparently uh but i you know i it, every time i hear he doesn't get injured much it makes me think back about and again i mean rumor that's been mostly substantiated that he got those those hgh or whatever those types of shots yeah, when, when he was he's... uh when he was a kid right mm-hmm. so like maybe he's just got like super tendons you know what I mean? <laughs> oh okay yeah they made him to a superhero as a child yeah yeah, yeah maybe he it. got bit by a radioactive tendon nobody <laughs> knows for sure you know? okay but we need to ask these questions that's why you come to this program uh-huh. uh, but they they have a lot of uh issues right barcelona and they're they're managing to win games but they're not blowing teams out that's kind of the the, the big like like noticeable Still good, difference though. that's Still a good, good thing though because you're winning tough matches yes but uh it, it's interesting because they got rid of uh several players like you know rakitic uh uh and luis suarez luis suarez and, yeah and uh now ronald kuman uh has p- publicly said that the, uh, Barcelona needs to sign a striker, you know, after Antu Fati got injured and everybody's like, well, Luis Suarez has like nine goals in the last like 12 yeah. games. If only <laughs> you would have kept a really good striker who it seemed like Messi enjoyed spending time with him. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It's interestingly enough. Uh, so we'll see what, what, what uh, to look forward to for, from Barcelona. They still have a bunch of uh, great games coming up and uh, Champions League against PSG uh, in February. That's so, right. That's going to be wild. Might be his uh, new team. <laughs> all right. Uh, a lot more to discuss. We're going to be joined by Ian Joy uh, right after this. So come right back. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break up with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right. Gully Squad. Uh, I mean, Gully Squad. I mean, the last during quarantine, how has Gully Squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well being. Okay? <laughs> yes, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time, and also I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are. This, there's so much uh, communication and, and sharing of food. Uh, well, you know, it's it's you know that that I don't really dwell in that channel too much. No, you're not allowed to. Your girl can see it on your face that you're looking at food. She goes through my phone not to look for like texts from other girls. She's just looking yeah, she's at, like booty pick, booty pick, booty pick sandwich. Sam, what is this? How dare you, you betray me like this? She's messaging me home wrecker. Uh, but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the you know essentially the the, the Cooligans community. Uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out, help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey, even though we just talked about it. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it's vague. It's very vague. Uh, uh, so you can join at, at, at any level you can join uh, you can give uh, like five bucks ten bucks you can give more if you give more there's more perks involved like uh you know merch and 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 a pin and stickers and different things like that so uh it's if you're a fan of soccer uh if you're a fan of comedy we highly recommend you joining uh and it, it definitely helps the show grow uh so we can do a bunch of other fun things you know in 2021 when we can finally travel we can be able, be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that so uh Plus, you get some really exclusive stuff, like when we release the uh, the pins, you get a pin for joining. That's right. When we release the pop socket, you got a pop socket for joining, stuff like that. So there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff. It's not just being a part of the uh, you know Slack channel that may or may not exist, but trust me, that's a dope part of it. Very much so. So uh, go to SoccerCooligans.com and click on the Join Gully Squad button now. Hi, baby. We back on a Cooligans Living Room FC, and our guest is finally here, Christian. Oh, I'm absolutely thrilled. This is long, 
long overdue. And, and oh, you yeah. may remember this. Like, like this man was not only uh, obviously we've been fans of him for years. Seeing him on, on at NYCFC on Yes Network, uh, uh, you know NYCFC matches, but he did a one of the first drops on our podcast. We had him call in, and he left like a voicemail to do <laughs> a little recording for uh, for our podcast that we started five years ago. Oh, I remember. And then I was like, we definitely got to get you on the show. And it just never <laughs> happened. It just it, He's one of the first voices you've ever heard on our show, but he's never actually been on the show. And I remember one time this dude was just on the train with his family, and I'm like, yo, Ian! <laughs> Which his wife was like, no, it's happening! Everything I've always heard about New York. Loud New Yorkers attacking you on the subway. Uh, but it was right when we had just gotten this uh, deal with Fubo. So it's exciting to finally go... Look at this. Five years later, right? Yeah. We went from, hey, could you leave us a voice message to be the drop to thank you for being on our show. You know him <laughs> from, as Christian said, from Yes Network. You know him from CBS, but you're about to know him for being on our show. Finally, in person, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one, the only. We also don't know what the hell he's saying. Ian, joy, everybody. <laughs> Ian, what's up? Do I know you guys? Sorry, do I know you from somewhere? <laughs> you know, it's been so long. I mean, I've kind of forgotten what you look like, what you smell like, what you sound like. It's great to see you, boys. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you too, buddy. Man. Uh, Ian, yes, yeah, so like I said, it's long overdue, but uh, you have been uh, the, the you know, one of the voices. You alongside Joe Tolleson, uh, what, the, the, an incredible duo. I, I love that you, mainly because you guys roast each other all the time on NYCFC matches. It's great to see. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, gentle ribbing uh, from time to time there. But, Ian, I, I want to start real quick with uh, how you are doing, because I know you suffered uh, of a pretty severe injury. Uh, and obviously, people may know you. You were a former player. You played uh, on uh, plenty of clubs. FC St. Pauli, which we're going to talk about in a moment, because we have a lot of uh, our fans are fans yeah. of FC St. Pauli as well. But you, uh, I believe, was an ACL injury? No, I ruptured my Achilles tendon. Okay. Right. Oh, maybe worse. I mean, definitely. I'm sure it did not feel great. It did not feel good, no. And can you believe it? I went 14 years playing professional. I then made a decision when I stopped playing professional. I'm not going to play competitive sports ever again um, unless I really have to. So in the last 10 years since I retired, I played maybe two um, testimonial games in Germany. I played one legend game somewhere. But just like, you know, kind of slow tempo having some fun soccer little kickabout having some fun and there was no pressure wasn't really competitive and i was fine with that i didn't want to play competitive sports again because i was frightened of getting hurt and then i moved to the east coast man from la (laughs) and you've got all these posh people out here playing this weird game called paddle i don't even know what it is i get into it i love the game i start to think i'm andre agassi at the net and then rupture my Achilles like in the third game I ever played on this. And it was, it was just, you know, shit happens. Yeah. Sometimes the world lets you know like where your level is, you know? <laughs> like, like when I go and play soccer with Christian, we used to do the 24-hour uh, matches at uh, the 30 Rock. They would always ask us to come get involved. I played yep. for five minutes. My, I have pain in my heels. I didn't even know I had a tendon in there. I'm like, I can't move for two days. I'm like, what's happening? But sometimes the world just lets you know, hey, homie, this ain't for you. you know? Yeah, and, and you realize you're getting old pretty quickly as well. I thought for a minute I was like 21 again while I was at that net ready to make that shot. And I was all in. I was bought into the, yeah, I can, I can do this. Maybe I should, you know, call the guys up in NYC and go play some soccer again. No. God had a different plan for me, and I think it was a slap in the face to let me know that I've abused my body enough over the years that this injury is, is sort of telling me, yeah, calm down. You're getting old. Okay. Yeah. Now it's time to just get fat, dude. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, like what, how different is the, you know, as a retired player, is the, is the workout regimen similar? Do you, do you tone it down? Uh, do you still have the, like, you know, in case I get the call up to the national team, do you still yeah. always want to be prepared? You know, I had this conversation with Nat Borchers last week. We had a conversation because he had also ruptured his Achilles. That's what ended his career. And uh, he had a horror story. He got infected after surgery and he had oh. to redo surgery and all this sort of stuff, which scared the shit out of me, by the way, because I didn't know what to expect. Um, but then... 
he also told me, and we had this discussion about, you know, we are compet- competitors, we're athletes. If you lose it from professional soccer where you have it every single day in your life and then it's gone all of a sudden, you have to replace it with something. So I was running and I've been hitting the gym. I, I like to stay disciplined. I look after myself quite a lot. And recently, since the move over from L.A. to, to um, the East Coast and Connecticut now, it's been, it's been challenging and taxing on my body. And I'm still trying to keep going, but I realize and I'm getting older now, I can't keep up the, the regiment that I've had, but I still need to do something every day. I got to do something, even if it's 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just to sort my mental state out more than anything else. It sets my day up. So I need to keep that up. I dude, I do the same thing. I touch my toes when I wake up and I'm like, there you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> just get a gun. <laughs> I guess that's a crunch, maybe. Right? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm working an ab, okay? <laughs> and eventually, I mean, you might start to see a shadow. Uh when you look at when you look at how your injury do you look back at your career, which you had a you know long career, played for a couple great teams. When you look yeah. back, do you think like how lucky you were not to get injured? Because you weren't a soft player by any stretch of the imagination either. No. No, I, I got injured in my first ever professional game. I, I uh, ruptured, well, I actually second degree stretched my PCL, my posterior cruciate ligament. I was 16 years old at the time. It was one of my first ever professional games, and that changed my whole career. Everything went uh, slower. I, I became slower. I became unbalanced, so I picked up a lot of muscle injuries. And throughout my career, I had possibly... 30 to 40 hamstring tears. I tore my quad muscle. I mean, I, I did a lot of things because of the unbalance in my, in my body after the knee injury. And it certainly stopped my career from going where it should have gone and could have gone. Uh, and I, lo- I lacked a lot of confidence because of that. But this has brought back so many memories. I, I remember one of my final years, I was in Salt Lake and I kept on getting a hamstring tear. It was 2009. Things were going really poorly in my personal life. And I got another hamstring tear on the final preseason friendly game it was against Austin before the regular season started and I just went off the rails I just completely lost control and this injury has brought back many a memory from being in an MRI again seeing the doctor now I gotta go to rehab but I'm in a much better and stronger mental place but it's certainly nothing I would wish upon anyone it's been pretty horrible yeah, that, wow. it's, it's almost like, the, and I want to talk about it a little bit more after the break, but we, we, we spoke about on the show about Christian Pulisic and his constant hamstring yep. injuries, and you wonder, like, is there something that he could be doing? Is there something that maybe just genetically, this is what he, this is the, the scenario that he's in? Maybe he had a similar injury where he's, yep. he's, he's, there's an imbalance, uh, but is there anything uh, that you think about, like, oh, I could have done something differently, or that's just the way it, it, it happens for some people? Hey, Chris, it's, it's incredible. It's a great question, right? Because Christian Pulisic is now wondering, when's it going to go again? And he's also wondering, why is it going? What's happening here? Yeah. I did the same thing 20 years ago. I remember being in Germany. I was like, in my second year in Germany. I just tore my hamstring for the third time, probably. And all of a sudden, they're trying to find out why. I knew it was my knee and we knew I was unbalanced, but they changed my diet. Um, they took, they sent me to the dentist. They sent me to the dentist. This, my, my coach was a guy called Thomas Dahl. He was a German international, fabulous guy, played for Lazio, great human being, didn't speak any fucking English whatsoever, like nothing. <laughs> and he sent me to the dentist to get my wisdom teeth removed because he thought there was a connection between wisdom teeth and the muscles. And, you know, I'm sitting here like half awake here with a doctor pulling out my wisdom teeth. <laughs> All because of my hamstrings thinking, this is just something's not quite right here. Like something is wrong. This guy's got his knee in my chest pulling out my teeth. But they were trying to find a link and I, I don't know. And, and I fear for people who are slight, who are not necessarily big muscled, um, who are quick, who are sharp like Christian is, that unfortunately it seems like some players just have it and some don't. Okay. All right. Uh, we, there's so much more to talk about with, with the enjoy. Maybe specifically about uh, the Germ- German medicine. We yeah, got to figure out what yeah, that was yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how I think you misunderstood your coach, dude. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, it's already been uh, you know fun to talk to you. I know you have a, a wealth of stories, but one thing I do, you mentioned uh, Germany, and you spent a lot of time there. I mean, you've had uh, an illustrious career. You've played in so many uh, different places. But I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, about your time in Germany uh, and and playing uh, in Bundesliga, Bundesliga two, and and feeling like the 
uh, uh, you know, I think from from the outside, we see like I remember I saw a um, a Derby days on Hamburg mm-hmm. and FC St. Pauli, and you told uh, an amazing story on the on Yes Network on the show uh, Yes We're Here uh, mm-hmm. about playing for both of these clubs, and uh, I, I want to see I want to talk about that a little bit because there was a uh, there, there there's clearly an incredible rivalry, and FC St. Pauli in particular are such a unique club uh mm-hmm. you know if people are not aware of fc st paul look, look up this team they the, the the supporters themselves are some of the most uh you know outspoken anti-fascist anti-racist they anti-homophobia they are so much about inclusion uh mm-hmm. what was it like playing for fc st Pauli? but that also <laughs> please mention that story about playing for hamburg and also playing for fc st Pauli. <laughs> How much time you got, Chris? That was a long question. <laughs> I mean, this has got eight different answers to that question you just asked. Um, all right. I love speaking about St. Pauli. Um, I'll start by saying I went over to, to Germany first and foremost to St. Pauli to do a tryout. And um, I was trying to get into Hamburg because they were in the Bundesliga. St. Pauli were in the Regionalliga, which was the third division at the time. And uh, St. Pauli were, were notorious for their supporters um, because of uh, their beliefs. Um, but also, you could, they got 20,000 every single game in this old stadium. Um, when I first arrived in Germany, I went on tryout to St. Pauli. Loved it. Immediately fell in love with the club. Corey Gibbs was there at the time playing for St. Pauli. I mean, that's how long ago it was. And they were in the third division. And there was 20,000 just enjoying themselves. Rock and roll music. I mean, they were smoking in the stands. I mean, it was just incredible atmosphere. But the, the football was terrible. Soccer was crap. And I knew there was a great possibility of me getting into this club, even playing in the first team from the start and helping them because they were about to get relegated again from the third division. So I went on tryout. They they liked me, kept me for like seven days. They said, uh, we're going to do some testing. Um, can you come back in a couple of weeks' time? Because they're going on the winter break. And um, they pulled I, out a couple of your teeth. <laughs> you, hey, this is standard. That was, a Hamburg. <laughs> that was a different club. <laughs> so I went to Hamburg on tryout. In the meantime, I figured I'm, there's nothing wrong with going and just testing out here. I'm already in Hamburg. I might as well go and try out there and see you know, if I enjoy it. Within two days, they had offered me a contract and they were like, we're not letting you go. They wouldn't let me speak to St. Pauli again. They signed me to a contract. I played in a U23 team, trained with the first team. It was just awesome. It was just an amazing like jump. I went from like lower leagues in England to, I was at Hamburg. They were in the Champions League at the time. And I was training with the first team, playing in the 23s. Life was good. But I couldn't quite make that jump into the first team. It was just too big of a jump for me. I lost a lot of pace and I didn't quite have the ability to make that jump. So I knew I had to leave. And what I did do was I went every single Friday to watch St. Pauli, even though I was playing for Hamburg because I'd already fallen in love with the club. So I went every single Friday, had my hat on, kept myself (laughs) hidden. Nobody knew I was there. And it was just a phenomenal experience. And I loved every single minute of watching St. Pauli games and I wanted to play for a club. And as soon as my contract was coming to an end at Hamburg, um, the coach who was uh, at the under-23 team was a former St. Pauli player, had already said... We, we got to get you. This club is just you. It just fits with you, who you are, how you live your life, your own personal beliefs, the way they play. It's rock and roll football. You love to fucking <laughs> smash people. That's yeah. their style, right? Yeah. And I'm like, we got to make this happen. And fortunately, I was playing on a Sunday when St. Pauli were playing on a Friday and every single opponent that St. Pauli were playing the following week, we played against on the Sunday. So their coaches and scouts were all at our games and they knew that, um, you know, it was a good fit. So they brought me into the club and immediately when I arrived at the club and you both would absolutely love this and I'll set it up for you at some point. We went to the club. We immediately met the ultras. I mean, this is on signing day. Sign a contract, go meet the ultras. <laughs> meet the ultras. They take you around Hamburg and the whole team has to do a walk together to introduce you to what St. Pauli really is. I kind of knew because I went to every game, but it was amazing to me to see behind the scenes, to meet supporters, to be one of them and feel more a part of the family as soon as I arrived at the club. And that's what they do for every single player that plays at the club. And I don't know if they still do it now because it's sort of got a bit more commercial than it was back then vip lounges and all this <laughs> crap 
Um, but it's it's a hardcore place to play. And whenever you step out in that field, you got to give 110%. They will yeah. support you whether you win or you lose as long as you're giving 110%. And I was very, very fortunate that the team that we had was 15, 16 players of the same level, same ability, same mental state, same mindset, all driven, all trying to prove a point. And we ended up getting promotion, went on an amazing cup run and had this uh, fantastic time. But to your question, Christian, on the story, before I left Hamburg, they have this old school culture where they come and watch practice and you get to meet some of the fans. And this old guy used to come watch every single game. He used to come watch games, training sessions, and he'd, you'd become friendly with these people. So at my last game, I found him in the stands, went over, gave him my last jersey. Nobody knew I was moving to St. Pauli. <laughs> gave him the jersey. They applauded me, thanked me for everything. That was the last I saw this yeah. guy for a while. We'll love Signed you for forever. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you can't do no wrong by us. <laughs> we love you, Ian. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I, I came back for the Derby the following year. And... Um, uh, you know, not forgetting that St. Pauli was still in the third division and I was playing against uh, Hamburg's under 23s because they used to compete in the third level. So this was like a mini derby. It wasn't like the actual derby. It was mm. the mini derby. And um, St. Pauli fans turned up. I mean, we had 30,000 fans travel to their stadium. They had like 10, 15,000 fans. It was packed. The stadium was just packed. And going out to the warm-up was so noisy, so loud. I was proud to be there as a St. Pauli player for the first time. And uh, I'm warming up, just enjoying the moment, having a great time, taking it all in. I got all the booze. I got all this crap from the fans. And some dude's trying to get my attention. And my, one of my teammates comes over and he says, Ian, <laughs> there's a guy up here who's like incensed, trying to go nuts to get your attention here. <laughs> so I turn around and I see the old guy. And he's like, he's, you know, he's got my shirt. And I'm thinking like, oh, hey. And he raised my, my shirt up onto a flag and set it on fire in the stands. <laughs> this isn't a warm up. And no fucking warm up. <laughs> nothing, nothing like a warm welcome of "We're gonna kill you, dude." <laughs> You're but not gonna you, enjoy this. You went to you went to Hamburg while on wait at St. Paul. That's like. If you start dating a girl and you're just not sure if you're serious, so you also take her sister out on a date. That's what just, you did. Just so to make honest, sure. you deserve it. <laughs> it wasn't well appreciated by them. Let's just Absolutely put it that way. Not. And then you went back to the other one. Yeah. Obviously, you you kind of had this like back and forth uh, through Europe, going from the lower levels in England, getting to to some great heights in Germany. When you decide to make that move to MLS. Where where is MLS at this point? This is what oh five oh no oh eight oh eight is when 08. you oh eight mm. is when you moved. What I mean, MLS is at a very different point than it is today. And how much are you like, yo? These people coming in from Europe are making too much money now. You know, it's not fair. <laughs> uh, what do you what did you know about MLS then? And you know, what do you think about some of the folks coming in now? They got a very different experience than you do. I'll tell you a story I've never told before because I know that's what you want to hear. <laughs> I was playing for St. Pauli. I was going through some personal stuff and I wanted to take my family back to the States and give them an opportunity to go to English school. I had a daughter at the time. I was married at the time and kind of marriage was breaking up. So I'd already started the, the wheels in motion sort of for the transfer and started reaching out to a bunch of teams in MLS um, using my agent and RSL at that time were one of the worst teams in MLS. They had struggled. They just hired Jason Kreis and Garth Lagerwey. And Garth responded with great interest, as did Jason, pretty much immediately. And I knew nothing about Salt Lake. I knew nothing about um, the club, except that they were one of the, the poor performing teams in MLS at that time, even though they were just a new team. So I invited... Uh, Garth over because he wanted to come meet me face to face. So I invited him over. We we're playing a game against Kaiserslautern. And I remember when we first had the initial email contact, he had said, like, you better be playing if I'm coming all this way over here. And I'm like, <laughs> listen, I'm in and out of the team. Right? If you come, you come. If you don't, if I'm not playing, we're at least we're going to have a good party, right? <laughs> he came over and, um, we had just a phenomenal time. I played against Kaiserslautern. It was it was a great game. Um, I played really well. And after the game, we went to a bar and we did the contract while we were drinking beer. <laughs> we drank a lot of beer. <laughs> we got Your to agent the... was there, right? This was in... no, no, no agent. No agent. 
no agent. Me and Garth, and Garth's a great dude, like great, great people. He's just a super guy. He had actually spent some time at Freiburg back in the day. And when I played against Freiburg uh, after we did the deal, I'd sent him a jersey and sort of sweetened the deal up sort of thing. But we did the deal over beer and we were like, we were having some fun playing some games while we were doing this deal. And he's like, I'll give you another 10 grand if you can do this, right? You know, like, <laughs> so we're crushing beers and just like the contract's going up and up and up, you know? <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, this is great. He Keep gets bringing back the to beers. Salt Lake with like a, with, he's got ice on his head. He's like, we're paying the guy $6 million. I'm terrible at darts. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know, but look, I got, I got some Scottish guy with me. He's on the team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's part owner of the team now. I don't know if I have the authority to do that, but uh, don't play dice with Ian. <laughs> you think now of Garth Ligerwey as someone who's won MLS Cup so many times for multiple teams now and just a polished businessman. I mean, this guy is, is well sought after. I mean, many clubs would die to have him at their team, but this is how it started for him. And the, w- the way I wanted to go was because I wanted to go because obviously family and personal reasons first and foremost, but I want to go to a team that was trying to achieve something something i'd already done that with st pauli they were at the bottom we got promoted i went to a german cup semi-final and played against all these great teams and had this wonderful experience i should never have left that's the way it should be and that's that's the way it is even though i have no regrets i shouldn't have left because the club really they'd offered me a wonderful contract that was multiple times what rsl were offering and i had a chance to go to the top to play at the top of the bundesliga and potentially get a big move somewhere and and you know sometimes you make decisions that you look back on now you would never make those decisions now because you've got the experience but back then you sort of jump at the chance when it's there i did that and within weeks of arriving in uh, Salt Lake, you know, my wife had then gone back to Europe. We had separated, took my daughter with me, and things were just were not going great. But RSL at that point were building something really special. Jason Christ had some magic going, man. He was a great coach, superb person, awesome, awesome guy to be around, always positive. His training sessions were were just some of the best training sessions I'd ever had. Um, and they had some great coaches there. I mean, Robin Frazier was there. Brian Johnson, BJ Johnson was there. Um, we had uh, Jeff Kassar, who was our goalkeeping coach. I mean, we had multiple coaches who had all had a great experience in the league that were super people, right? Just great to hang around. And we went on a trip to Argentina uh, for preseason. And then we went to Fort Lauderdale. And it was just like one big fun experience. And I loved it. And that carried into the season. The club had never made the playoffs. That season, we achieved the playoffs in the last kick of the game, thanks to Euro Mavsissian scoring a goal. And uh, magic started to happen for that club. And of course, the next year, in 2009, they went all the way and won it. And that was the year I got hurt and ended up back in, in mental rehab in, in Germany somewhere. <laughs> um, but it was uh, it was a fabulous experience at a poor time in my personal life. It was a fabulous experience professionally. And they built something really special. And that team should have won more championships than they did they kept the players together and they should have won more championships because they had the quality and the team spirit the unity they just got their new stadium Rio Tinto had just opened I mean they had built a real dynasty compared to what it is now I mean back then the place was rocking it was phenomenal you couldn't buy a ticket it was that that busy and the team was so difficult to get into the starting 11. Even I had to say sometimes Tony Beltran came in, Chris Winger came in, Robbie Russell came in. I mean, we had competition for places everywhere. It was a blast. And Jason Kreiss and, and Garth Lager, we were responsible for that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We That's met a hell Garth, of a story. We met Garth at the, uh, at, at, the, at the press conference at MLS Cup, right? Uh, I believe it like this. Yeah. And, uh, now I know yeah. to bring, uh, you know, whatever. What's that thing with the, the string and the thing? You got to get it on the hook. They have at bars. Now I know to bring that with me next time. <laughs> what is just, no, just fish them in. It, yeah. It's like a little, like little keychain on a string that you got to get on a, on a coat hook. Yeah. Let's go. Bring that. Next thing you know, we're, uh, we got Gareth Largway giving us all his players for the show. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy what a guy i'm telling you now he i can't even imagine what he was like as a player it must have been great in the locker room but i came to rsl because of garth Lagerway and because of jason christ two great human beings who were actually in a, in a real crap time in my life were there for me and we remain friends now and i did a lot of shit while i was there i did a lot of bad things uh, uh made a lot of mistakes um and eventually i, I ripped up my contract and left Poof. 
gone 2009 wow. the year we won mls cup <laughs> i ripped up my contract i knew i had to leave i was mentally not um stable and i uh, was having injuries so i had to leave and i went back to germany to get myself sorted and uh, be closer to my daughter but those two guys remain really great friends to this day and and i'll never forget some of their stories and that team every single one of them if you go through the names now compare it to what they have now i mean javier morales kyle beckham and nick romando nat borchers hamison alave uh Sissian. I mean, the names just rung out. Ned Grabovoy, just, yeah. just like Will Johnson. I mean, just great people. I've mentioned so many names right there. The battle was on for the starting places. Dima Kovalenko. Remember Dima Kovalenko? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, training <laughs> sessions used to be brutal. There would be a fight at every single training session because of Fabian Espindola or someone like that just <laughs> losing their shit. It was just awesome. And I love MLS because of that experience. Uh, obviously, you are uh, one of the announcers on Yes Network for the NYCFC matches. You've been with the club, uh, you know, covering the club for, since the beginning. Uh, and it's been a, a fascinating ride. I mean, I mean, let, let, mm-hmm. let's let's start with not uh, let's start with more recent times, right? The club is making so many changes. Uh, we've spoken about it, you know, uh, you know, trading uh, uh, Alex Ring, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, all these Matarita, Matarita yeah. all these big moves. How how are you feeling about what the club could look like and its identity <laughs> in in twenty twenty one? Do you have any idea? Let us know. Oh, <laughs> I mean. It's a difficult question right now because no doubt the club's going to make some big moves soon. They have to. They have to. It's not been a good couple of seasons. Um, I do like the consistency that the team had within the squad over the last two or three seasons where many of the same faces, um, a lot of the leaders returned. This is going to be a lot different when Alex Ring doesn't roll into that locker room and gets everybody fired up. And it's going to be a lot different when you don't have Matarita on that left-hand side that you can rely on bombing forward and doing what he does best it's going to be a lot different um and ronnie diala clearly has a way he wants to play and he has an idea of the player and personnel that he wants to bring into the club um as does uh david lee i think it's going to be an interesting probably the most important off season for this football club because of their supporters the supporters will be patient for a while the supporters will will put up with a lot for a while, because they bought into the project from day one. But right now, as you said, you know, we're, we're, we're so far into the history of this club now. We're still waiting for that seat, that stadium to be approved. We're still waiting for some consistency as far as winning titles, as far as winning the Eastern Conference, as far as a head coach. Consistency is key to success in MLS. The most teams that have success are the ones who stay familiar with the players, the coaches, the general manager, and they give players, uh, they give coaches a chance. And unfortunately, my CFC haven't had that luxury. It didn't quite work out with Jason Christ. Patrick Vieira did his thing, um, and, and now Ronnie's got the opportunity, and he got hit by a pandemic. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a worse possible start for for Ronnie yeah. Dyla. But he, he deserves another opportunity to, to really impress. And I actually really enjoyed a lot of the performances from last season from the team. And he made a lot of changes. I mean, he put Alex Ring at like left the wing, wing and yeah. playing him all over the place. And yeah. yet still got good performances out of the rest of the players. Um, they need to make some big signings right now. And they need to make either a big name signing to get the, the supporters back on board, or they need to make some exciting signings with some youngsters, spend a bit of money where the fans buy back into the project. Because right now I'm getting a sense from the supporters that they're on the fence right now about renewing your season ticket, or um, am I really going to go all the way with this club? Like, when are we going to get something back? This is the season, hopefully, that fans can come back in. But this is the season that hopefully the fans will get something back from this club um, whether it be good news about the stadium whether it be some really awesome signings whether it be a run of great results it has to be a season of positivity I think that for the fans because I am one I, I, I love the club I, I love what they do I like the people behind the scenes uh, I've really got uh, enjoyed getting to know the players um, I know you guys are, are, are in there with me too yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's great to be a part of this club and, and let's not mistake we're here in New York City right you got to entertain. It's got to be a place where you entertain your fans. They want to spend their money on something that blows their mind, that gets them off their chair. 
that's why we're all here and a part of this club. And I think this season is the most important off season that this club has ever had. And we're going to learn a lot about a lot of people behind the scenes. Yeah. And I mean, you know, this is going to be an opportunity for Ronnie Dyler to bring in players that fit his system. You know, you have a closer view of what that is. I think a lot of the fans are questioning what exactly that system is, but Hey, the guy was, uh, you know, first first game is in Costa Rica. <laughs> you know, then he <laughs> then he's uh, then two matches where we don't know it, I, it closed. Then I, Orlando, you know, it's yeah. Like, I just want to get your your reaction to the, the 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 playoff loss, right? That was really the one of the most ridiculous ways to to, to lose. Obviously, in penalties with a, a, a defender playing goalkeeper. Well, how did you feel uh, watching that as a, as an analyst and as you heard uh, me. a fan? Yeah, we heard you. You, yeah, yeah, you heard yeah, yeah. me. At one point, I said to Joe, Joe, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and I'm the analyst for this game to tell everybody what's happening. You're I had like, no idea. You're like, can the fans call in? You know, because I don't know what's happening. All right. Thank you again to Ian Joy for joining us on the show. Uh, we have to get you back on because you are a wealth of, of yeah. you're an archive of so many <laughs> amazing soccer stories. Uh, so we got to so make sure. So much we didn't uh, even cover. We didn't cover Champions League, Portland <laughs> no, Timber, yeah, so dude, much. Uh, also, Ian has like four jobs. So this is, yeah. uh, this is great. So we can mention all of them and uh, we can talk about a bunch more. Uh, Ian, is there anything you want to uh, let people know about before we sign off? No. Uh, okay, yes, I'll take advantage of this opportunity <laughs> while I've got your cool and awesome platform. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to say thank you to you guys, the Cooligans. I'm really proud of you and obviously having watched your journey and and, and, and being able to, to see how you've developed and, and become so popular in a very difficult market. It's really, it's awesome to see. And um, I've got a great deal of respect for both of you as human beings as well thank for you, the way you handle you, yourself. That, that means a lot to me. Um, if you weren't cool people i can guarantee i wouldn't be on your show and you two are, are some of the best so that's plug number one um <laughs> if you want to follow me uh, of course i do my micfc work for for yes and we're also starting a new show soon on yes network which you will see my pretty face on quite a lot and that's something to look forward to there's more news that should be starting in february it was delayed in uh from december after my unfortunate incident with my achilles tendon <laughs> um but of course yes are doing a lot of great stuff and uh, hopefully we'll play a bigger role this coming season as we continue to to help people uh, stay positive getting through this pandemic and in uh, CBS as well I mean I'm, I'm a big part of the CBS family doing Champions League Europa League and we've got a weekly show starting soon on CBS Sports HQ that that group there is just awesome. So everybody just follow along. Um, Yankees, I'm doing some stuff with the Yankees on yeah. TikTok. And there's just a lot of cool things that are happening. And I'm extremely grateful for every opportunity that I've been given, um, especially during a difficult time when so many people are hurting. It means a lot to me that I get a platform where I can maybe put a smile on somebody's face. And I want to thank you guys, the Cooligans, for giving me the chance to do, do so Anytime, today. Anytime, brother. Yes, Same, we, it's always an honor to have baseball expert Ian Joy yep. on our program. The accent you expect to hear when the Yankees are on. <laughs> Ian, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And everybody, make make sure to follow Ian at, at Joy Paul Ian, right, uh, on, on social media as well. Uh, great, great dude. Thank you so much. Absolute honor. Uh, all right, let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So, for Ian Joy, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The Cooligans!